Hello and welcome to WNY Brews. This is episode four. It's Western New York's Beer and Brewing Podcast. My name is Scott. This week we're talking about grains and I'm drinking Ellicottville Stainless Steel Obsession. It's an American IPA and it's 7%. We're opening it in three, two, one. Hello again, and thank you to the Rearview Ramblers for letting us use their song, You Can't Buy Beer with Condolences, as their theme song. You can check them out at rearviewramblers.com. So this week we are talking about grains, and I know I've been apologizing a lot lately, but here's my apology for this week. I'm sorry that I've been talking about beer in the intro, and then I haven't told you anything about the beer in the main segment of the podcast. So this week I'm talking about stainless steel Obsession from Ellicottville. And if you haven't had it, it is a American IPA and American IPA, I'm sorry. 7% alcohol. Uh, if if you're into IPAs, this is a, a pretty malty IPA, excuse me. With a pretty good citrus flavor to it. I've let this one warm up a little bit, and it's it's much nicer warmed up in my opinion. I like a little bit of a drier IPA. So this one to just have a little bit of warmth to it, not you know not warm of course, but uh, just a little bit less than than refrigerator temperature is really nice, very drinkable. Uh, and at seven percent, it doesn't feel like seven percent. It's easily something I would drink outside on a hot day uh, or inside just as as a sipping beer. But tonight we had a local uh, sausage company's uh, stuffed banana pepper sausage. So a really nice spicy sausage on the grill tonight with some with some peppers, along with the stainless steel obsession was great. Pairing the IPA with the spicy sausage really brought out the spiciness and the bitterness of this IPA. So I'm drinking stainless steel obsession from Ellicottville Brewing Company. Check them out. If you're listening to a West New York podcast and you don't know what Ellicottville Brewing Company is, please go to Ellicottville and find out. So this week, we're talking about grains. So in episode two, we talked about starting homebrewing. And I had a couple of people talk to me and say, I like the episode, but I didn't understand what you were talking about at this point. I didn't understand what these words meant. I didn't un- really un- get what was going on. So I-, I thought maybe once a month, maybe once every two months, we could talk about one of the main ingredients in brewing. And this week, I want to talk about grains. So to get started, when I started uh, homebrewing, I'm the type of person to to read a lot. I would hit libraries, I would buy books, and, and I would do some research. So the books that I bought in order were uh, The Joy of Homebrewing by Charlie Papazian, and that was a suggestion from a couple of websites and a couple of friends. I got it from Consumers in Orchard Park. Uh, I also bought uh, the, oh, I'm sorry, How to Brew by John Palmer. I got that on the Apple... Uh, iBooks store, and I bought the complete beer course boot camp for beer geeks by Josh Bernstein, one of the original Bernstein bears, on the Nook app on my iPad. That that was a joke. I'm sorry. I'm a dad, and it's a dad kind of joke. So anyway, I also got the Everything Homebrewing book, which is like a uh, like a dummy's book or or a complete idiot's guide kind of book. I got that one for for Christmas from my mother-in-law one one year. And that one 
Uh, it has the same kind of information, just not as in-depth. So when when I'm looking for something, when I, when I forget something or I really want to look something up, my go-to book is How to Brew by John Palmer. Second, my second go-to book, or, or the one that I'll pick up and just read at night because I, I like it, is The Joy of Homebrewing by Charlie Papazian. And then the complete beer course, Boot Camp for Beer Geeks, is the one that I go to when I want to look up a style again. Oh, I haven't had this style in a while. I really want to find out about it, and I want to find some great examples of that style. I go to The Complete Beer Course by Josh Bernstein. And the other one, the Everything Homebrewing book, just kind of looks nice on my bookshelf. <laughs> my beer bookshelf is on my on my bar. I built a bar in my dining room that has a kegerator in it because it should. Every one of them should. And I have my my small brewing library right there. You know, with with clone brews and tasting beer, uh, tasting beer by Randy Mosher. My uh, complete beer course is on my iPad. So is How to Brew. I bought both of them. Although I'm, I'm about to talk about How to Brew by John Palmer, and you can find that all online for free. Um, and the joy of homebrewing, which is is on my bar and nicely dog-eared because I've been through it a bunch. So How to Brew by John Palmer. If you go to howtobrew.com, the entire book is there. And this is John Palmer's website. This is not illegal. This is He put this up here, How to Brew. How to Brew by John Palmer, the beta site here, howtobrew.com. I am on chapter 12. In fact, I'm looking at it right now. It's www.howtobrew.com forward slash section two forward slash chapter 12.html. I'm going to put a link at at this episode's uh, show notes at wnybrews.com. Otherwise, if you want to get into the science of grains, go to How to Brew by John Palmer. I'm pretty sure he was an engineer. Uh, he might still be an engineer for all I know, but but he's certainly huge in the world of home brewing. He's got a bunch of books, one on uh, How to Brew, just his, his book here. I think he has one uh, maybe called Radical Brewing or Extreme Brewing, which I don't have, and he's got one about water too. Uh, so How to Brew by John Palmer, or howtobrew.com. I'm on Chapter 12, Malted Grain. We're talking about grains, and we're generally talking about uh, barley, malted barley. So the grains that go into making beer uh, fall into certain categories. And there's, of course, there's exceptions to every rule. But the basic categories are you have your base malts, which are the malts that are going to provide most of the fermentable sugars that are going to be turned into alcohol and carbon dioxide by the yeast. So those are called your base malts. Those are the two rows, the six rows, the pale malts, uh, etc. Then you have your crystal malts or your caramel malts or caramel malts, depending on where you live, I suppose. Your caramel malts provide, uh, they provide some fermentable sugars uh, for sure, but they, they provide mostly color and flavor. Uh, and you have your roasted and, and uh, toasted malts, which provide color and, and flavor. And of course, uh, a small amount of fermentable sugars and then you have adjuncts or or others because not everything not every beer is made from a uh, malted barley a wheat beer is made from uh wheat of course uh and we'll talk about uh the the rice hulls when we, when we're talking about wheat anyway when you're looking at the base malts the two rows and the six row when i say two row and you look at the grain if you look at that stock the barley stock, you have kernels, you have rows of kernels. If they're in two rows, if you have two rows of kernel, kernels, that's two row. 
if you have uh, a six row, that is literally six rows of kernels. Generally, I use two row, but it depends on your style that you're doing, uh, among other things. So I have a 50 pound bag of two row in my, in my garage. I'm going to add to that in, in the recipe that I'm gonna be making soon. I'm gonna add to that some caramel malts and some roasted malts to make a double IPA. I'm gonna put all of those malts together and I'm going to crush them. Well, I'm gonna crush them separately, but I'll put them together afterwards. I'm going to crush them. And when I crush them, I'm not crushing them into a powder. I'm, I'm basically trying to break the hull open and expose the inside while still leaving the hull intact. Like when you crack an egg and, and you get the inside out and the egg isn't shattered, of course, it's, it's just in two parts. That's, that's my goal, is to just split it open and be able to get into the inside. So I'm going to crack the hulls uh, or, or crush that grain, and then I'm going to steep it in water. That's called mashing. So I'm going to mash the grains in water for an hour or so, or, or more or less, depending on the style or what kind of, uh, what kind of beer I'm brewing. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steep it in water. The water is going to extract the, the fermentable sugars, the proteins, the yeast uh, nutrients, out of those uh, grains so that I have this sugary water mixed in with all of these grains. And when I have the hulls intact, when I start to drain that from the bottom of the container that it's in, those hulls will come to the bottom and form a bed, like at the bottom of an aquarium with, with uh, gravel, will form a bed of hulls that the water kind of filters through. So nothing large gets through this, and all I'm getting is a nice, uh, clear, if if possible, a nice clear wort, which is sugar water. A nice clear wort, which is the sugars from that grain and water together. Then I'm going to boil that wort, uh, add my hops to bitter flavor or, or uh, create aromas. And then I'm going to pitch some yeast into that when I cool it down. And the yeast is going to take those fermentable sugars from the grains, which is now in my wort, and, and convert that to alcohol and CO2. Now you can use that to carbonate your beer if you, if you bottle condition. Uh, I have a Southern Tier live in the fridge and, and that certainly would be bottle conditioned, which means that they add some uh, fermentable sugars into that or, or they still have some in there. I'm not sure about live from uh, Southern Tier, I should find out. But either you add some fermentable sugars or or you time it perfectly so you still have some fermentable sugars in there so the yeast can continue to work in the bottle. So uh, I, I personally, I keg at the house, so I force carbonate, but that's a totally different episode. Right now we're talking about grains. So we have your base malts, the one that provide that, the uh, alcohol, uh, among taste and flavor, of course. We have the caramel malts, we have the uh, the toasted and the roasted malts, and then we have the adjuncts, other things that you can add into your beer. Uh, for example, when we made a pumpkin beer at my house, we, we threw in some actual pumpkin into it, right into the mash tun, and that provides some of the fermentable sugars. It, it provides some flavor to it for sure. Some other adjuncts, you, uh, you might add corn or, or sugar uh, if you want to raise the alcohol content and make maybe a lighter beer. Uh, for example, some certain American uh, lagers, if you know which ones I'm talking about, add uh, corn into their into their mix. Uh, you know, corn sugar 
to to ferment into a what five percent beer and and be really light and kind of flavorless. And that's not to say that adding uh, corn sugar to your beer is a is a bad thing. But if you're adding corn sugar and you and you don't have much else to your beer, then you kind of end up with a bland, uh, light beer. And and prove me wrong, please. If you can prove me wrong, please tweet at me at WNYBrews and bring me your beer. Did you hear that? Prove me wrong. <laughs> Give me your beer. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. So we're talking about grains. You have your two row and your six row, your base malts, uh, and you have your your bar um Caramel malts, your toasted, roasted, and your adjuncts. Other adjuncts include uh, candy sugar or or uh, fruit flavors. If you're actually adding fruit, uh, when I make a Magic Hat number nine, I add some apricot extract to that. Uh, if you're using a wheat, if you're making a wheat beer, you would probably add some rice hulls into there because the the hulls on a wheat uh, grain won't hold up to the to the uh, filtering process. So you would add the rice hulls to create the filter there. So you're basically just adding them to create the filter so that you can get the sugars out of the wheat. So I guess we're, we're at about 13 minutes. So that's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it here. That's generally what we're looking at when we're talking about the grains in a beer. Your, your base, I'm trying to, I keep trying to summarize this. You have your base malts, your caramel malts, your roasted and toasted, and your adjuncts. And the base is generally where your alcohol is coming from, although you get some flavor and aroma, uh, or in color. Uh, and your caramel malts and your your adjuncts and your roasted and toasted is where you're going to get the flavor and the color from. Uh, but the best way to do this is to look up what's in your beers or talk to people who are brewing beers, see what they put in their beer. Or the next time you go to a, a, a brewery tour, and I suggest you do it around Western New York here, Ask them what kind of malts are in there. You don't, you know, don't be weird. Don't be creepy. Don't ask them for their recipe. Just, you know, what malts are in this? What what kind of caramel malts? What kind of crystal malts are in here? What kind of uh, base malt is this mostly? And then and then pay attention to what they say and and what flavor you're getting out of that. What kind of flavor? What kind of mouthfeel you're getting? Uh, you know, your texture. What kind of um, aroma you're getting and and the color, and see what affects that. So. So thank you for listening about grains. I think the next time we'll do this, we'll probably talk about water because water is, holy cow, extremely important to making beer. So that'll be next month sometime. We'll have a couple of episodes in between then. If you have any questions, uh, ask somebody who knows more than me. If you have any problems with this podcast, please tweet me at WNYBrews. Or if you want to uh, just talk, hey, what's going on? If you want to get on the podcast because you know what you're talking about, if especially in Western New York here, we have some really great drinking water, so that'll be the next one that I do. Not the next podcast, but the next ingredient podcast. If you know something about it, tweet me at WNYBrews. Once again, thank you to the Rearview Ramblers for letting us use their song. Uh, you can't buy beer with condolences. I'm going to close out the podcast with that, and we will see you next week on Wednesday. Thank you. Top that bar stool mounted. 
barkeep knows I'm broke, he says we're closed today. The only thing we've got to drink for free is in that water fountain. And I said, barkeep, hear me out before you kick me out. Because today's the day that my heart finally sank. Yeah. 